It is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, and uh, Nikki Collin with her weekly appearance with us. And Nikki, uh, happy holidays to you. It's, uh, uh, it is always busy uh, for the Bears during the holidays with all these tournaments and everything. And uh, it started off with, uh, uh, I got to go back. I was going to start with um, the uh, Maryland game, but before that, the Saturday um you were I, let's go back to uh big noon uh kickoff being in town i got to go backstage <laughs> and was watching some of that and then uh how cool was it then later i got to see video of you and the team and everybody being involved on the set uh how how fun was that experience and and uh and, and you've been on some it, in some big spots like that but that's really neat to have like such a huge uh lead in to a big game and then to have uh to have your team featured that had to be a pretty cool experience yeah i mean i think it was you know it it wasn't um originally set up that way i think you know friday um we had the chance um some of my staff and uh you know a couple of the players jamie and caitlin and um were able to go over and and meet them as they were preparing on friday um, you know, gave us a chance to meet Matt Liner and, and Brady and, and, you know, Urban, et cetera. And, you know, so I think in those conversations, um, I think it kind of hit them, you know, and I think the fact that the it was actually Caitlin's idea from a marketing perspective to get on campus earlier in the week and kind of do the dunking. And Chloe did, you know, her cab to class, um, you know, went around picking up students to try to drum up interest, you know, on campus for the game. And I think they had kind of seen um, that video of Jaden dunking on people. And so I think it kind of gave them that idea. And um, it was, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Um, You know, it doesn't take a lot of preparation, but it was amazing energy and, and, uh, you know, I mean, tough finish to the game for the football game or for the football team. But, um, you know, I think a, a really cool atmosphere at McLean before that game you know when I was back there on set was when they lined up a TCU uh, player and a Baylor player like fake players in jerseys but I mean they were real people but they they were urban was simulating plays and the TCU player I guess they do this on occasion just lit up the Baylor player and it was uh it was interesting to watch all that did you get to uh uh exchange any uh notes or anything with urban obviously one of the greatest coaches in the history of college football did uh did did you guys get to uh uh i guess just kind of say hello or did y'all get to talk anything about more i I actually got in a conversation with him on friday um because his daughter played volleyball at florida gulf coast when i was there um Ah. so didn't know her Gigi well um, but one of our players on our team was like really close to her and Gigi is a like personal trainer now. And I've even like DM'd her on Instagram cause she does challenges and trains people like from a zoom perspective and gives people meal plans and workout plans and all that stuff. And so we got to talking about that and, you know, he kind of was asking me like why Baylor's so good at everything um, so yeah, we got into a good conversation and then nice. when he saw me on, on Saturday, he had reached out to Gigi and mentioned that he, you know, he had met me. And so, you know, we kind of continued that conversation. 
Well, it was uh, that, that's always really cool to see uh, Baylor featured in, in a way like that, and you guys represent us so well. Uh, the Sunday game against Maryland, I mean, I know it's a it's a tough loss, except for I got to say, I mean, the crowd looked good on TV. Uh, I I kind of I was uh, uh, you know obviously had uh, Cowboys duty that day, but I was really monitoring things, and I just thought there were some. Uh, I, I, you know, you talk about things to build on. I, the way y'all fought back late, and and I mean that thing could have gone the other direction a little bit. And I, I thought there were some really good things that came out of it. Obviously, Sarah has a big game with twenty five point six assists. Bugs with sixteen and twelve. What was your uh, overall takeaway from? Uh, I mean, again, you don't want to lose that game, but at the same time being down and, and having a, a roster that's a little depleted right now, I, I think there's some things you got to be proud of, I think, in that game. Yeah, there's no question. I, I really like, you know, early in the year, I want to win every game. There's no question that yeah. we, we show up and the goal is to win. Um, but when you think about the fact that, that we didn't have Asia um, in that game and it was Caitlin's first game back after – you know, not getting to do anything basketball-wise for essentially three and a half weeks. Um, you know, we were plus 14 when Caitlin was on the floor. Like, we functioned at a high level, um, you know, when Caitlin was on the floor. Like, playing Caitlin with one of our freshmen, we do just fine. You know, when, when we have to rely on both of them at the same time, it's a lot to ask. And they're both really talented, um, but they're, they're trying to guard a first-round draft pick you know, in Diamond Miller. And, you know, Diamond kind of took it to us. And we just, you know, we didn't make shots. I think if, if Jamie's making shots like she did in, in Fort Myers, if um, Sarah makes shots in the first half, um, you know, at the half Sarah was one for 11. Um, you know, Jamie couldn't make a shot. Um, Jaden didn't make shots. We just didn't make shots. Um, and so, you know, for us to, like, continue to fight, you know, it was a game where, you know, we're, there's, there's a consistent message in our, in our, in our two losses, um, you know, and it's, you know, Caitlin needs to be on the floor at the end of the game, you know, and in both of those games, she fouled out both of our losses yeah. this season, she fouled out. And it's a, it's, we've talked to her about that transition of like, Hey, there was a time when your job was to be an energy player. And now your job is a finisher, you know, and, you have to understand that doesn't mean we don't want you taking charges. It doesn't mean, um, you know, we want you to suddenly like not defend because you're afraid to pick up fouls, but you know, you have to play with a different um, level of understanding of your value to a team's success, you know? And I think if we had Dre and we had Asia, then maybe that looks a little different, you know, but I think right now, um, you know, I, I, Older after the the Michigan game, like you know, those freshmen battled their butts off, but they needed you out there with them, yeah. you know, and because you you helped them get to where they need to go, you know. And she made the last seven had the last seven points in our win against Villanova. Caitlin did, you know, and and we closed that one out. And so it matters in late game situations when you have veterans making plays. All right, for the folks, uh, since you brought that up, the, the, that didn't pony up the 30 bucks or whatever it was for Flow TV, uh, and we're listening on the radio, what exactly at the end of that Michigan game, actually it was about seven minutes left, when you lose uh, Caitlin, uh, there's a bit of a questionable call, uh, at least it sounded like it, um, that didn't show up in the highlights that I was watching, 
and she gets her fourth foul. Uh, after that, when kind of what you're talking about, was it just – uh, did she say something to the ref, or did she say something to no, the player? I, I, what, what I will exactly? tell you what the ref yeah. said. I, I will tell you directly what the ref said she did, and then on film she did not do that. Um, Caitlin should have been warned. In a, in a game of two top 25 teams, um, in, in that situation, when you've got a kid who's celebrating a play and has every right to celebrate a play, um, but has been, been talking all game long, um, you know, and uh, – you know, I, I you know, I, I it was a questionable block charge, but it very well could have been a charge. I'm I, I don't I don't question the actual call on it. You know, I think those are bang bang plays. I think we got some picked up some charges that you that that Michigan would say that's a block. You know, so uh-huh. um, but you know, Caitlin had the ball in her hand. He set the ball on the ground next to the kid. Um, I was told by the official she handed the ball to the kid like almost like shoved the ball into her and said she had to call the technical. Um, you know, I really thought, uh, speaking truthfully, that because this kid had been talking all game long, I thought it was going to be a charge and a taunting call on them, like a taunting technical on them. So I was genuinely surprised because Caitlin set the ball down and walked away. Now, Caitlin has to have the maturity to just turn and walk away. To do, like she, she could have gone and handed the ball to the official, you know, and just turned and walked away. That's the mature thing. That's the Caitlin that we are going to have to have, um, you know, but it was a very, very questionable technical and a situation in a tight game of two top 25 teams in a championship matchup that should have been a warning and kept it moving. Yeah, and I'm even told the promoter um, mentioned to some Baylor folks afterwards how you know they were frustrated with that call too, especially given what you just said, the context of everything, and uh, uh, so they were frustrated with it. Um, talking to Nikki Collin on her weekly appearance on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Uh, in these other the the all three games, we were just talking about the Michigan Baylor game, eighty four seventy five. Michigan wins that one. Coach, I mean, it was really, though, even after Caitlin fouled out, there were some moments where it seemed like, okay, Baylor's going to pull away and uh, and get this thing. Uh, Asbury, who, as you said, shot the ball a lot better in this tournament, hits a floater in the lane. I believe that one put you up. Was that by uh, – that my, uh, at one point you, you – but yeah, at one point you had a six-point lead. I think that one either put you up by two or four points, but you did have a six-point lead. They finished that thing on eleven nothing run, which is just crazy because, um, quite honestly, between uh, Fauntleroy and and Jaden, I mean, some of the plays you all made in that fourth quarter, Jaden, uh, for instance, had a, uh, a crossover. I mean, she just was too fast and too skilled. For Michigan, like they had nobody that could stay in front of her. So again, uh, tons of encouraging things. It's just got to be frustrating for you to be in that kind of position, and then the thing kind of come unwound in those final two minutes. Walk us through kind of what happened in your in your mind in those last couple minutes of the game, because it you know it seemed like there were a couple of turnovers and 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 maybe one rush shot. Uh, was that a lack of poise? Was it what? What did you kind of see in those final two minutes? Yeah, I thought you know um, we didn't execute at a high level at the very end. We had 
Um, you know, when I look at the totality of the tournament, we were phenomenal offensively. I mean, phenomenal. We shot the basketball well. We got paint touches. We played three very, very different teams with varying defensive styles and really got paint touches and, and played fast in transition and moved the basketball, made the extra pass. Like, you know, we did a lot of things. Um, I mean, we had Michigan turn in circles, you know, and, and I think there at the end, what we didn't do is put, put pressure on the rim, which is what we had done the entire game, you know. Um, I believe that Sarah was trying to make a play and, you know, pulled up and shot a three. And, and you know, we analytically, you know, I'll just, you know, these are things that we dive into um, statistically. But, but we, against Michigan, when we got a paint touch, we shot 64% and only had two turnovers. You know, when we didn't get a paint touch, um, you know, we shot 18% and had 11 turnovers. So for us, everything we do is predicated on coming down, attacking the paint, off the bounce, off the cut, off the pass, you know, and then playing out. And we're really, really good at it. You know, for the season with a paint touch, we shoot 55%. For the season when we don't get a paint touch, we're 18%. So when we just throw it ahead and shoot it, when we throw it ahead and take one dribble and shoot it, we're just not very good. And neither is anybody else on the planet. You know, like mm-hmm. that is not a – it's not just a a Baylor women's basketball thing. There are certainly teams that will pitch ahead and make a lot of threes. Um, but the analytics say, like, we're a good three-point shooting team when we get a paint touch. And those were the threes we were making, the kick out, the one more, um, you know. And so we we a little bit, you know, kind of – we had had the lead and I think we panicked a little bit, you know, in that situation and wanted to make plays, um, the turnover late, you know, I mean, it was, um, you know, Sarah just faded away from the inbound pass as opposed to meeting it and Mm -hmm. Celia or Michigan ran through it, you know, and part of why Jaden is having great success is one, she's playing fast and two, everyone's putting their best defender guard defender on, on Sarah. Like Sarah is drawing the opponent's best um, defensive player, you know? So she had Celia all day. Um, Nolan is someone who chases people off screen. So she had Jamie, um, you know, we were able to get shots for Jamie because we were attacking, kicking to her. He was getting threes or running close out, you know, where it was, he was making really good decisions off the bounce. Um, you know, but they were in Michigan was in rotation all night long, but Jaden is getting the player that she just doesn't have the athleticism to keep up with her. And when Mm -hmm. she plays downhill and, you know, when we've had a rim runner that's holding that defense, so it's not two people back there waiting on her. It's it's one, you know, she, she's just making really good decisions and, and finishing at the rim. You know, she's just playing really fast and really well. Well, it was fun to watch, and 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 some of her um, even just finishes. And I, I was kind of laughing at the flow uh, sports announcer. I think it was maybe the Michigan. It could have been the Villanova game, 
but she hits a couple of early threes. And they're like, a rare three from Jaden Owens. And then, like, the next minute she's down to court hitting another three. And uh, it's kind of yeah. like, okay, it's not that rare. She she appears to be a pretty good three-point the shooter. Well, the reality on Jaden is if she if Jaden takes the right threes, she can, she can make threes. She has not been a good three-point shooter over her career. But yeah. when Jaden takes the the threes with time and space, we were we were driving to the paint, we were kicking it out to her wide open. We were driving to the paint, we were kicking it to a teammate. They were throwing it one more to her. When she has time and space and can step into her shot, she is more than capable. You know, it's it's the frisky ones when she gets hot, you know, and is blitzed them off the bounce and wants to suddenly shoot the step back three and shoots an air ball. Um, you know, like that's the, that's the maturity of like, Hey, like stay, go to the well until the well dries up. Like there's no reason to show off like, you know, other parts of your game when making layups is a really, really good part of your game, you know? And, and until they take that away, like there's no reason, you know, to, to, to get too frisky, you know, that way. So, because once again, that's a non paint touch three that's I'm dribbling down. I'm like crossing over and shooting it. We haven't touched the paint. That is not a high percentage shot for us or anyone on our team. Well, and uh, I should mention the uh, 75-70 win over Villanova. So, I mean, that's uh, it's rare when in a week's period you get a look at uh, three top 25 teams and uh, all those games were bang-bang. So, again, you, 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 know, you hate to drop any. But I think you'll look back on this, and it's going to be uh, it's going to be a, a week where you saw some tremendous growth from the team. And if you get Dre back and Asia back, uh, that you know it's not like oh they have to save the day. You've proven that you can actually no. be successful without them, and I think that's a that's a really good thing. By the way, um, uh, I know we got to be a little careful with Asia because of uh, we can't say too much about what, whatever it is, you know, her lower leg injury. But do you have any? Are you getting close to a specific timetable with her? I think the fact I think Baylor fans are excited about the fact that we haven't heard, you know, what was people were scared of that it was going to be some kind of long term thing. So I think the lack of news on that front has encouraged people. And then what you said the other night about hopefully getting them back this month, I think gave people um, uh, a lot of encouragement. What uh, can you can you uh, shed any light on it for us? You know, I think at this point, I, I don't I don't have a timeline. Um, okay. You know, um, I, I, you know, Rehab is rehab, and from that perspective, I would say day to day. Um, but I, it's it's not it's not like you're going to see her on Sunday, you know. I I, I just it's um, but but every kid rehabs differently, and you know I'm just uh, I'm just hopeful that you know we can we can get her back to full strength, and you know may, maybe in some ways like you know it's it's. She's the only one that that can answer that question, you know, and whether yeah. she wants to, I don't know, but um, you know, she she has the ability to to tell you what they're telling her telling her her timeline is. Well, listen, it was uh, it was fun catching up and lots of ground to cover and uh we uh, we really appreciate it and uh, uh look forward to I mean, you get a little bit of a break here and then you get going against uh, HBU or I guess we call them something different now. But uh, it'll be uh, it'll be fun moving ahead. Really appreciate the time. Sure, yeah, Houston Christian now. Like one day That's it was right. HBU, the next day, you know, 
they, they were they were Houston Christians, so yeah. I know. I worry about them moving away from their Baptist roots, but we won't get into that. Correct. <laughs> <Right. laughs> Thank you, Nikki. More inclusive, right? More inclusive. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. Uh, there she goes, Nikki Collin, with her weekly appearance on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Next, Jerry speaks out. Odell Beckham Jr., the airplane incident has not dissuaded the Cowboys in their pursuit of OBJ. That is next.